bitch. Get the fuck out of my way. I've got something to say to you, bitch. There's gonna be hell to pay if you don't get out of my way. Don't step on my star. Hey. Get the fuck out of my way. The camera loves you, bitch. This one's for my personal collection. Oh, Holy shit. I'm gonna masturbate to this. Name of that podcast was brought to you by Broadway Showtunes. Broadway Showtunes, a perfect thing to eat popcorn to. Popcorn and Cheetos. The name of that podcast is brought to you by Popcorns and Cheetos. Popcorns and Cheetos. Many ways to eat them. The name of that podcast has also been brought to you by spoons, forks, and various condiments. Spoons, forks, and various condiments. They're great to eat with. All proper vessels and vehicles, as far as I'm concerned. Nothing I've ever seen weird about eating a chip with a fork. Or perhaps popcorn with a spoon. The name of that podcast is brought to you by being open-minded. Being open-minded, it serves more than it doesn't. It's more than just a head wound. It's more than just a vehicle for your snacks. The name of that podcast is brought to you by Cheetos and Lotion. WikiHow. It will teach you everything from how to hide that you've peed your pants to how to clean up pee from your pants. WikiHow. The name of that podcast is brought to you by the History Channel, A&E, and Confederate Letters. Wonder Bread for Wonderment. Come on down to Wonder Bread for Wonderment. Come on down for Russian Bread, which is now Putin-free. Uh, up to 50% more plastic than leading brands. Uh, the, the name of that podcast has been brought to you by Watered Down Coffee, because God bless her, it's her first time with a traditional coffee maker. The name of that podcast has been brought to you by Blinkers. Use them. The name of that podcast has been brought to you by FamilyWatchdog.us. Oh, get them. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the name of that podcast with Alton and Eddie. And we're feeling really good about how much money we're making. How do you feel about the money that's rolling in? Oh. All right, yeah. <laughs> Almost makes you feel like you don't even need to play baseball. Or any, no. Yeah, you're right. I know. I'm very right. About, the truth was revealed. Yeah, about that at least. I mean, honestly, the sooner you find out that it's, it's past your time to get good at baseball, the sooner you can focus on what will really make you happy. Something that will ultimately crush you. Like you. <laughs> and my baseball dreams. Listen, man, your baseball dreams... We're exactly that. A dream. But that's, it's okay to have dreams. That's why we're here. Now we're making money. Who needs baseball? It's like if an overweight fat guy can be a legend in that sport, why can't anyone? Not anymore, man. You know what they do to us out there? You know no, what they do to us now? I don't really know anything about it. You ever seen Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. Remember the scene where he uh, was sleeping in the top bunk and they held his sheets on either side of uh, him and beat him with soap. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't happen to us. The scene in the bathroom happens to us. We're Arlie Ernie, bro. This podcast is brought to you by Dove Soap. Dove Soap doesn't leave bruises. <laughs> Emotional scars, but not, not bruises. Emotional scars, guaranteed, <clears throat> in fact. So, uh, how, how was your week, buddy? 
I don't remember most of it. Yeah. Oh, I saw that movie, uh, Parasite. Parasite. It's a South Korean movie. Okay, you were telling me about that. It's pretty good. Yeah, Greta was talking about that. I like it. It seems pretty good. It's not like as much of a horror movie as it makes itself out to be if you it's, watch the trailer. It's a graphic though, right? It is. Near yeah. the end and stuff. Like, it's a different thing. It's weird. That's but cool. But I like it. It's different. Yeah, I don't remember most of my week either. I was traumatized. <laughs> Toe in the line. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it, though. Like, it was a tough week. Next week will be less tough. Who was singing that intro? You or me? I got, neither of us. We paid someone to do that? We didn't pay anybody. We don't, we don't pay. That's how we're making money hand over fist. Nothing oh. we do is free. Okay. Nothing we do is free, and everything we do is free to make. Like this picture I'm drawing. Exactly. We're like the new Coke brothers. <laughs> Cocaine brothers. Yeah, so either one of us will have to do whiteface, or one of us will have to do blackface, but we're going to have to be in unison on this one. Can you believe what McCain's smiley fries did to me earlier today? Yeah, so if you're listening for the first time, Eddie was eating fries earlier today. Mm-hmm. And tell him what happened, Eddie. I put them in the oven... <laughs> Did you now? Yeah, because that's what you do. That's you as you smiley do. Smiley faces. As you do. I might have left it in a little long. Not nothing but to not be too ashamed long. of. Nothing to be ashamed of. They were still of. good. They were still cookable. But I flip them over. Mm. One of them's doing blackface at me. God damn it! Justin Trudeau snuck into the goddamn bag of fries. So this, I'm gonna put a class action lawsuit against John McCain's fries. Yep. And that's why uh, that's why you didn't see Justin Trudeau on Halloween because yeah. he was uh, being shipped in a bag of French fries to a local supermarket that he knew Eddie would be shopping at. McCain's fries. <sighs> this podcast is brought to you by the fact that just because you're dead doesn't mean you're a good person, though. Yeah, man. Just because you're relatively better than bad doesn't mean you're not also bad. Talking about you, Obama. <laughs> in your tan suit. Your tan suit and your. Lofty he policies. He deserves a tan ass to go with that tan suit. Yeah, I'll tan your fucking hide, khaki boy. That was yeah. a black guy saying that. In case you thought khaki was in reference to his skin color, it wasn't. I know I didn't. To quote one of my favorite comedians, I thought the bitch was white. <laughs> so yeah, um, I've been watching some more JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh yeah, and uh, thank take a you. shot. Oh fuck, nah, um, I'm not doing that. But um, I've been spending some time curating a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure playlist. Mm. Um, so like you know, named uh, taking stands that are like named after bands and songs, yep. tossing them in there. Um, Gold Experience is a Prince album, which is um, okay. Yep. Giorno Stand in Part Five. Yep. So I just threw the whole album on there. Um, Egypt is a song by Dio, so that's really cool. Oh no shit. Yeah. So I've been having a really fun time uh, looking at the musical tastes of the creator of the show so that's been really cool um there's it's a diverse as fuck it's too. so cool i love the show for its r&b flavor mm-hmm. and something that i was thinking about um somebody who had first introduced me to the show or at least suggested that i watch it is uh john at work mm-hmm. um john sakura what's okay. up john sakura uh so john sakura at work telling me i should watch a jojo's but adventure it's really cool so you know now i'm watching it and the thought of him crossed my mind when i was watching part five i'm like man he heard this song watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you know, an anime. Yep. And this anime introduced him to, like, music he never would have otherwise listened to because he's not black. 
Right. More, more importantly, he's insufferably white, is what it is. And I don't think he'd ever would have sought out Jodeci on his own. To be fair, I did hear it before. See, but, like, that's because you're cultured. You were, like, you grew up, you had formative years in the 90s, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but I think about him, and I think about other guys who are just like him, who get the opportunity to be introduced to an entirely different genre of music. Sure. I mean, even for myself, bro, like, I found out there's a band called The Band, and there's the Moody Blues, you know what yep, I mean? Yep. I got introduced to Pink Floyd because this chick I was talking to, sorry, female I was talking to some time ba -da, ago. Ba -ba -da -ba. Cheap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got to put Cheap Trick on the fucking um, playlist. That was a really good stand. Notorious um, Chase. Have you seen Notorious Chase? Notorious it's Chase. Notorious B.I.G. Um... Damn. He's in your season, though. The one I'm watching now? Yep. So I haven't seen him yet. Okay. I've got, I got to watch um, The Beach Boys and I love that The one. Grateful Dead. Pesci. What a stand. Yeah. Oh, was it Grateful Pesci Dead? Pesci and Prosciutto? Yeah. What do you do? Make people old or something? Yeah, he aged them. It was fucking crazy. Spoiler alert. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Shows it out. I got Crunchyroll, so that I so I had um, rigged up my setup yesterday to have my 65 inch um, hooked up to my computer watching Crunchyroll for free. Sure. So, because the reason why I decided to do that as opposed to on the PS4 is because the uh, PC lets you watch these like 30 second ads that are fucking quick. You know, mm -hmm. you just got to click on them. But I didn't want to get up every eight minutes to click on the computer twice. So I paid eight dollars oh. so I could watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. In peace. In peace. Leave me be. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what we're doing now. That was great. They already had my credit card information, and it was great. <laughs> A returning customer. Hello. Welcome back to Crunchyroll. What brings you back, bitch? Why are you in charge here? I'm in charge of everything that requires showmanship. <laughs> ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba savings. Anime. I do subscribe to it, though. Live action Korean dramas as far as the eye can see. You can watch Demon Slayer and Dr. Stone on there, too, though, which is very good. You also get good discounts on merchandise from Crunchyroll. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you do. Decent discounts. No discount is good. So we're being endorsed by them. Yeah, this uh, podcast is also brought to you by Crunchyroll. <laughs> uh, God damn it, if they really sponsored us one day, but uh, now they have no choice. We got them by the pussy balls now, Eddie. Gotta do it. That's right. Uh, so Crunchyroll offers you a whole bunch of different kinds of anime to watch. Um, you can Crunchyroll and chill. I think kids our age <laughs> are Crunchyrolling and chilling. You know, kids between the ages of 26 and 35 are really clapping cheeks. They're really tucking Crunchyrolling. Yeah, tucking Crunchyrolling. I love that. Yeah. Tuck, tucking Crunchyrolling. Hide the sashimi. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, like, I think it's really cool when, um... When uh, people that I'm meeting out in the world watch anime, mm -hmm. it means they're cool. It means they're cool. It helps. Yeah, I, I I always think that like people who watch anime, there's always like a point, a little bit of me that I have to get over. Like maybe this person was bullied when they were younger, so <laughs> that you means that they grew me? up to be a decent human. We'll see. Like so many people I know, as I've gotten older, I've met have like you know been anime fans. Yeah. Um, even people I wouldn't expect were anime fans. So as I've gotten older, I've like grown out of that feeling. So I don't really feel that way. Sure. But like the knee jerk is still there. You know what I mean? I like the subconscious, like, hey, you're on the same wavelengths. You seem like a chill person at entry because I know you watch anime. Um, so, so you did think that. Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't think you could play baseball. I'm like, this guy watches too much anime. There's no way he spent any time. He's such a fucking weeb. He never spent any time getting better at baseball. Nope. Look You're up. right. I watched a lot of uh, that anime, though, about baseball. I Shield 23? No. That's football. Football. It's tricked you. 
Yeah. Told you. The baseball anime, Kuroko's Basketball. <laughs> Naruto, I believe it's called. Yeah, Naruto Baseball. Naruto Tyson. Yeah, that's what it's called. Ooh, that's creepy. That's Stranger Things. Yeah, that's wildly unprofessional of me. I shouldn't have a ringer on oh. in front of a live microphone. Mine might be on. It's like I'm making money off this or something. Are you making money? This is brought to you by Stranger Things Upside Down Cake. Yeah, Stranger <laughs> Stranger Things Upside Down Cake for the for the choosy woman on the go. With a dummy. You're so hangry. You're such a demigorgon when you're hangry. Jesus Christ, have some cake. Have some fucking candy cake. Calm yourself down. Calm your nerves, little demidog. <laughs> We're gonna have to neuter you. We're gonna have to put you down. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, well. So I was watching uh, commercials from the 1970s earlier. I was showing you some even before we started yep. recording. And they're horrible. They're horrifying is more like it not only am i not convinced because i know better mm -hmm. these commercials were cringeworthy like yeah. there was this one the uh, the pristine feminine spray commercial that i showed you <laughs> yeah that was a good one yeah these two ladies if you've never seen this commercial or aren't old and decrepit these two ladies are walking oh. down the street looks like they're in like san francisco and uh, they're like hey this is what they were doing hey i've been using this pristine Shh. spray Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, I spray it and it makes me feel fresh all day. And she's like, quiet. Shh. Thank you. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you think it'll work on my snatch? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Okay, yeah. But they're teleporting. Yeah, so like. it's the same conversation for however the length of the commercial. Exactly. So if I'm supposed to like. Um, suspend disbelief for the sake of this advertisement. I'm a wrestling fan. I find this very easy to do. Mm -hmm. um, there, she keeps bringing it up. If they, if they're just like walking around to different yeah. places all day, and they're like at a buffet, and they're like standing in line, and they're getting their hair done, it's just she odd keeps, that it would all line up like that. Well, she keeps bringing it up. Right, but it's mid sentence that they switch. Yeah, so like <laughs> that's fine. That's editing. That's post. Yep. You know, because in the universe they live in, an advertisement uh, universe. Where you whisper to each other about your smelly snatch. Right, exactly. That's why you're whispering. But just loud enough for me to hear. And I'm far away enough that... They Anyone within earshot should spray their snatch with this, though. They're like, mic check. Okay. So my pussy was stinking yesterday. <laughs> so I sprayed this weird powdery substance on it. It was cold. Ooh. Hey, it's still cold. Numb, even. Help me. Full disclosure, I don't have a vagina. I've just seen them, smelled them, and hell, even tasted them. Sampled. That's right, I've dabbled. <laughs> I've dabbled in the labia flabble. That's so disrespectful. Nah, I don't care. You can call my dick a cheap seat if you want. I don't give a shit. Oh, like they don't talk. Yeah, right. So, uh... <laughs> You, so, like, if a person commits bestiality, uh -huh. does that mean they describe their member as being a snossage? I think they say yiff after that point. <laughs> I'm going to say gross after that. We'll be <laughs> as right you back. should. <laughs> the name of that podcast is brought to you by Ben Villani's Now That's What I Call Ska, Volume 37. These are Confederate Letters. Dear loved ones, this is Jordan Peterson reporting from the Civil War circa 
1863. There are many dead bodies scattered across the battlefield, and my mouth is watering, salivating, and I doubt my quest for human flesh shall be sated on these mere white souls. I see 85 dead Confederates, 59 dead Union, and 37 unidentified African Americans. I've eaten four of their bodies, and I've never felt fitter. I think I'll invent a sport and call it basketball, and continue eating human flesh until the day the cows come home, and I'll eat them too. This is Jordan Peterson, signing off as I pick innocent human flesh from my teeth. This has been a great war, and I've never felt fitter. Are you alone and trapped in the forest with a broken knee and an exposed bone? Well, leave it alone if it's not Dr. Malone. But if you do want to live and not have it be eaten by forest creatures, then you should go to Dr. Malone's health loans. And then he gives you scones. And I can see my bone. Come here, little squirrel. Nibble on the marrow. Just leave it. Leave it exposed. I want to die. Don't even call him. Why are you still recording me? Go away. See ya. I don't have time for my son coming home from school telling me that he's getting bullied. We ain't bitch made like that in this household because we eat high fiber diets. High fiber diets are guaranteed to make sure you're not a little shit because you're taking a nice big shit. This is American, and if you want something done, you go and do it yourself. High fiber diets are gonna do it to you. Get it done. I hate my son. And we're back. You're listening to the name of that podcast. You're here with Elton. I'm here with Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's been drawn. Eddie, yep. what you been drawing, buddy? Um, I made a Broadway snowman, and I'm working on uh, Ariel Cujo. Lit. <laughs> with her stand under the sea. Under the sea. But, like, the sub will call it, like, fucking, like, fucking um, Red Lobster. Yeah. No, they couldn't do well, that. They couldn't, yeah, it would be, uh... She, her stand should be called Red Lobster. Oh, he's a crab, but yeah. I prefer that. Oh, he's a crab? Yep. Why is he red? I just assumed he was a lobster because he was Disney red. Disney decided that he was. Yeah, they decided Song of the South was racist. I don't get it. I read <laughs> I read the plot for it the other day. I'm like, this is not that bad. Rippity do I mean, like, yeah, you should feel bad that you made the movie, but like on the list <laughs> of on the list of things that I deem as racist, it's really low on the list of things I deem as racist. It's the setting that is upsetting. Oh, the upsetting? Well, what's the upsetting part? What's the upsetting in Song of the South? Well, it's a plantation. <laughs> if you don't know what a plantation is, it's a place where historically, people of color specifically, <laughs> African Americans, oh. or as some folks would like to say, Africans who were brought to America, 
something I'd like to say about that real quick before I continue is that I imagine there's a lot of white people who say that to be racist and a lot of black people who say the exact same thing in, in a sense of pride. Say what to be racist? Africans from America. Uh, Africans brought to America. Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel like the same sentence gets used to like... Anyway, so that's what plantations are. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Plantation Parenthood. <laughs> yeah um this podcast is actually being recorded on what is technically a plantation <laughs> yep yep um alton lives on a plantation and i think you should all know that and in case you're new to the podcast alton is the black guy and eddie is not uh-huh so whenever you hear somebody say nigga it's probably me and i'll only say probably because probably. This, po- this podcast is very young <laughs> who knows maybe he gets a pass we don't know stay tuned you don't know the future you don't know the future you don't know his life man wants to play baseball yeah and he won't let me it's not that i won't let you they won't let you yeah yeah the guys who invented the negro league they're like well no I, they're like if you go play in baseball you're gonna make us look bad and they're like you're right but yeah so like after the negro league stopped being a thing and they integrated baseball the guys who invented the negro league they were like well, now we can't have any bad whites playing baseball anymore. Now we have to show up. Sure. Every week, every day, sometimes three times a day because baseball's fucking weird. Yeah, that's fair. You believe Training. people can buy one ticket and watch three professional baseball games in one day sometimes. That's nuts. Yeah, because they'll have double headers. Um, it'll be the same team playing each other twice, and both games matter just as much. Right. Can you imagine like playing in one of those games and the first game? If you were to win it, your team goes to the playoffs. But if you lose, your team doesn't, and the second game wouldn't even matter. <laughs> now you have to play an entire second game that doesn't matter. I quit. No, I wouldn't. That's yeah. some money. Well, no, you quit already. You quit two weeks ago when I said you can't <laughs> play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would have quit. Have you ever heard of Nat Turner? The name, yes. Yeah, so not to be confused with Ike Turner or Nat King Cole, though <laughs> I think this guy might be a combination of both of them. Oh, boy. Yeah, so Nat Turner was a slave. Um, and a very spicy boy. Okay. Um, he led a revolution where he was uh, doing the slavery. And what I mean, he was a slave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't doing slavery. He was, right, he was, he was the slavery. He was the slavery. Uh, but he led a rebellion because one day he looked at the moon and he saw that as a sign from God that he should kill a bunch of white people. Okay. Um, so that's what he did. Over like two days, him and his crowd killed like 200 white people. The worst part about it, though, is that it was indiscriminate murder. So, like, right, women, women no and children. other than that. Yeah, other, like, if your skin is white, say goodnight. It's pretty much what happened. Um, they weren't looking for plantation owners. No, they weren't. They were just looking for white people because they were all part of the problem. And in his eyes, oh, well, God said so. Sure, of course he did. Is what he said. It was a very cult-like thing that happened. And um, I think people should take notice of that, that uh, black guys can be cult leaders. So, uh... You know, Eddie, I'll be honest, the reason why I dashed your dream mm-hmm. was because my dreams have been dashed. Okay. I've been told I can't lead a cult. This podcast is brought to you by Mrs. Dash Spice. This uh, this podcast is also brought to you by the, the culture cabinets. Coffins. The culture cabinets. There's bacteria in there and also a little bit of all of us. This podcast is also brought to you by 23andMe Cabinets. 
It's also brought to you by the Throat Culture Cabinet. Hell yeah. In many ways, like a culture cabinet, a throat culture cabinet offers you the opportunity to cough into a multicultural and very diverse set of bacteria. <laughs> cough culture. A melting pot of disease. A melting pot of disease, and the pot is melting as a result of it. This podcast is brought to you by... I'm about to roll up. Because <laughs> honestly, I'm trying to smoke again. Sure. Y'all trying to smoke? Hey. Right. Yo. Hey, roommate. <laughs> who shall remain nameless. Hey, roommate. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. You trying to smoke? Huh? You trying to smoke? Sure. All right. I'm not going to use your name on a recording. Is that cool? Or do you not care? <laughs> All right, so I won't use it. Only because you don't care. Yeah, they don't care if I use it. There's even more mystery. You don't even know what their gender is. Oh, shit. You don't even know their sex. You don't even know their fucking identity. I will tell you that they're cisgendered. And I will also tell you that they recently learned what that meant. <laughs> so that's all you get. You get somebody who's trying to progress with you stupid lib cucks. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to learn the pronouns. And I've never felt fitter. And I've never felt fitter. I'll never learn a pronoun. Pronouns don't matter. All human flesh tastes the same. <laughs> I don't know if that's like especially racist or definitely not racist. Hmm. Or like, oh, I shouldn't say racist, bigoted. Because people call Jordan Peterson bigoted. You know, that's the narrative that like, right. because he doesn't conform to like, I uh, not that he doesn't conform to identity politics, according to him. Yeah. He just doesn't think that he doesn't think that people should like have these um have these kinds of things imposed on them. Sure. Um, I think he um I think the way he's coming from is the approach is off. Um, so the way I like looking at it is like, and I always think in analogies because I wasn't like formally educated, so I can't source the material right. from like a Shakespeare quote or some shit. <laughs> but uh, so the way I look at things like this is if I'm wrong about something and you are definitely fundamentally right about something, mm-hmm. and uh, the the only thing that uh, the, the only the only thing that depends on me absorbing that information being more welcoming to a changed perspective is your sales pitch. You know what I mean? So what I mean by okay. that is, say like I'm a fucking anti-vaxxing homophobe. Okay. Two things I don't agree with, obviously. I never claim to be a smart man. <laughs> but anyway, say I'm like an anti-vaxxing homophobe and. You could do one of two things with the information that you have, the information being that I'm wrong, right? You could be like, you're a fucking moron, get your fucking shit together, you're a fucking idiot, like, your children are in danger, and, Uh like, you are just, like, a scourge on society, fucking die. And you're ruining us. Yeah, yeah, which is all probably not true. Yeah. Or you could, like, be like, hey, man, (laughs) you know? <laughs> but that's what it is. I think people have to be like patient with other people because the more people that I know, the more I know about them, the more I learn about them after I've met them. And most of the time when you vibe with somebody that you've met, it's because you guys like get along on like a personality level, sure. you know what I mean? Like you're like, "Hey, this person's chill. This person's not a piece of shit." And then you learn their opinions, you know what I mean? So I still try to stick to the belief that people still aren't pieces of shit based on their opinions. Sure. So you shouldn't treat people like pieces of shit based on their opinions. Based on the opinion, however. I mean, yeah. There are some unequivocal opinions. Like, I ain't got time to convince a racist not to be. I ain't got time to convince an anti-Semite not to be. Y'all motherfuckers is wrong. There's indoctrinization. Yeah, exactly. There are some things that I don't have the time to teach people. 
because they might just call me a nigger every time I try, and I don't have time for that. Yeah, um, it's like we're getting places fast. With this. <laughs> yeah, we're Wait. really we're really changing the world one step at a time here. That's quite of a quite a lexicon you have there, Merriam-Webster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is really discouraging because you know you hear stories about like uh, I love this story. This uh, guy, he was a huge anti-Semite, huge white supremacist, mm-hmm. and he went into prison for you know hate crimes and breaking the law in whatever fashion he deemed necessary. Um, he ends up doing a sentence while in prison. He gets all these fucking SS tattoos, all these white power tattoos and shit like that. Okay. So that when he gets so when he gets out of prison, this fucking chicken head racist um, gets appointed this large black woman who ain't got time for his shit mm-hmm. as his parole officer. Okay. So he doesn't like her, and she could give a shit less. She's just doing his, her job. Right. The way right. she sees it, if this motherfucker wants to play around, he can go right back to prison. Is what she let him know. Sure. Because he wasn't obviously hiding the fact that he didn't like her skin color. Mm-hmm. So now he's in a situation where, fuck, I'm stuck with this N-word. You know what I mean? Oh. So over time, however, because she never made issue with the fact that he was a racist and he was bigoted toward yeah. her skin color. Because it's like, who the fuck's got time to like ponder yet another person anyway. when there's an entire institution to question? You know what I mean? Exactly. So like that's her mindset without her even consciously knowing this, right? Um, over time, he just starts to realize that this is a human being who's just doing her fucking job mm-hmm. and they you know over time become friends because that's what happens over time it's like you find common ground with people sure and he ended up denouncing um his white nationalism and his white supremacy and mm-hmm. you know his anti-semitic viewpoints and even went a step further as to cover up all of his tattoos for no other reason than he met this woman and she impacted his life and she did nothing but meet him with love she didn't be like fuck you you fucking yeah, honky yeah. son of a bitch i hope you and everyone likes you dies in a fire <clears throat> no she was just like hey man i'm here whether you like it or not i'm here i'm black Get used to it. You're whack. Exactly. You're whack. You crack. Err. I just, I, <laughs> I flatlined. Hey, Eddie. Um, Something I just learned yeah. is that uh, Kira from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, his character design is inspired by one David Bowie. Oh, really? Yes. And David Bowie's character design is inspired by one Goblin King from Magic the Gathering. Oh. Fucking poser. He does not give goblins plus one plus one in Mountain Walk. He does not get to say that's who he is. What a bitch. Dark Crystal Mine Nuts. Is that what he's from? Or is from Labyrinth? I don't know. Which one? Oh, that's, uh, ooh. I don't know. Labyrinth. Oh, man. You know, so that movie I haven't seen just reminded me of a really ignorant thing I did earlier this oh. week. And I called myself out for it. I hope I held myself accountable enough. But here's what happened. Um, I'm at the cabinets and Corey was telling me that I should watch Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, I still got to watch that movie. It's oh, on Netflix. I've it. never seen Blazing oh, Saddles. Wow, you would, yeah. Right. So Frankie turns around. He's, he's in the cabinets flabbergasted and I'm standing next to Vic and he's like, you've never seen Blazing Saddles. Cause it's a fucking classic, right? I'm surprised. Right. So I'm like, no, I've never seen Blazing Saddles. I'm black. Apparent big mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Corey's like the star of the movie is black Alton. Yep. And I was just like. Ah, oh, fuck, guys. I'm sorry. That was really ignorant of me to say. <laughs> it is, like, a wicked... Yeah, like, the main character is black, and he's yeah. basically playing, like, Bugs Bunny in a way. Right. So, like, and I, like, <laughs> yeah. because I'd never seen the movie, I trap myself. You know what I mean? I've been, I have been So, like, I, like when I see, when I think about Blazing Saddles having never seen the movie, my mind immediately goes to Gene Wilder, um, who's also in the movie, right? 
yep, yep. Okay, so he's in the movie, so my mind just goes to it. So I just assume that because, like, he's in the movie, this is a movie made for white people. But, like, I know that's not the case because as I'm 26 and 2019, I understand that that is not the proper way to think. But, like, we were talking earlier about indoctrination, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have to unlearn some of those social things that you learn in life. And, you know, some people learn it slower than others, and... I think anybody who knows me is confident that I'm a pretty progressive person and uh, would never want to marginalize someone. But, like, in that same token, I understand the process of, like, just not knowing any better until you know any better. Sure. That's why I don't think you should... But the uh, problem lies when they know better and then continue to do it or just pretend they didn't hear it. Then you have, like, what's called actual ignorance because... um. A lot of people hear the word ignorant and they associate it with a bad thing. Like, I'm ignorant. No, I'm not. I'm not an N-word. Don't call me that. Yeah. Is what I feel a lot of people interpret being ignorant as. But no, I feel like ignorant is the root of ignore. And ignore is a refusal to accept, like, what is in front of you and, like, the facts. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah. So, like, I feel like true ignorance is a conscience, um, a conscious act. It's a choice, yeah. Right. So, like, now we're just left with, like, hey, when we use ignorance, it just means I didn't know that. That's all it means. I was ignorant to it, meaning I didn't know. Right. As opposed to, like, I consciously made an effort to, like, block off any new information on the topic. Um, yeah. No, I get it, yeah. No, nah, for sense. sure. This podcast was brought to you by racism. Can't live with it. Can't <laughs> live without it. Racism. Up to 50% of humans are marginalized by, you guessed it, racism. Actually, thinking about it, Mm -hmm. I think way more of the human race is subjected to racism than those who aren't. Yeah. People of color, listen to me now. It's time to turn the tides. (laughs) We've got them by the ropes. (laughs) Hit the button. Grab your bats and guns. It's time to take it to the streets. Put on Trick Daddy and take it to the house. You ever seen that music video? No. All right, we're going to take a second. We're not taking a commercial break. I'm literally going to pull this up right now. You guys are going to hear faint take it to the house. It's great. You ever heard of Trick Daddy? Yeah. All right, Trick Daddy did this shit. Oh, man, take it to the house. It's hype. We're going to watch the music video. This shit's hype, bro. Big band, basketball halftime show. It's going to be the next JoJo beginning. Oh, my God. I would love for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to take place in Atlanta, Georgia. And he works in a, he, he, like, he, he's a student in a marching band. Oh, they had cameras there. Why does this coach have an accent? He lives in Atlanta. Yeah, why is he Oi, mate, like we're going to have a basketball game today. <laughs> I live in Atlanta, Georgia. What, what? Look at the hype with the... The instruments. Oh man, take it to the house. Look at all these adult black men on this high school basketball team. Man, I'm gonna graduate in two years. <laughs> Can't. Memories, man. My two kids are gonna be proud of me. <laughs> they they go here too. The starting lineup for the Toon Squad. Oh. Dashing through the curtains. Take it to the house. Like I don't think they're gonna actually play, guys. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna play basketball. <laughs> I think they're gonna just sing. I think they're gonna do like warm up alley oops or something. <laughs> Throw some candy. Tony, get me out of here. Oh, Tony, I was expecting a game, and now I'm just seeing a music video. Shut up, man. Enjoy the fuck up, man. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to enjoy this. 
Uh-huh. Oh, Whoa! Be courteous to the cameraman there, alright? I probably hurt. Oh my god. NBA Jam. Whoa, oh! He's eating up! Oh! What a magic bait, uh, basketball we got there. This song's about Uber. Yeah, this this is this is the Uber anthem. <laughs> take it to the house. Take me to my house. Take me to my house. I'm late. Yeah, so that's that. That's what that song is. And okay. if you remember that song, it's a nostalgia kick. And we're not getting copyright stricken because this podcast was also brought to you by Trick Daddy's Toothpaste. Trick Daddy's Toothpaste ensured to make your grill shine up to 75% more than the leading brands will make your grill shine. And we're not talking about kings for the grills. Oh, no, no. We're talking about the ones you spend racks on, racks on, cruising oh Maybach, God. hatchbacks with your Maybachs on. All right, guys. We got Trick Daddy's Toothpaste here. And we got Trick Daddy here to talk to you about it. Hey, Trick Daddy. Hello. How's your toothpaste game going? My what? Toothpaste. I don't... Who, who do you think I am? Trick Daddy. Oh, I thought they were asking for Sick Daddy. Nope, that's... Nope, we're asking for you. You're Trick Daddy. How do you feel about influencing... Um, down south rap for the better over your time. <laughs> I know nothing about this. Well, it's been great having you on, Trick Daddy. Uh, you let the audience know where they can find you. On the courts. And he'll be taking it to the house with his new album coming to the shelves <laughs> this winter. Um, it's one trickin' Christmas. That's been Trick Daddy. Trickin' Dad. Trickin' Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit the name of that podcast is brought to you by truck and dad featuring trick daddy truck daddy <laughs> get you some oh. we're gonna take a quick commercial break when we come right back we'll have more stuff whatever the name of that podcast is brought to you by brett kavanaugh calendars these are confederate letters dearest lucinda they're trying to get me. I found a cabin, but they're breaking in. Get the fuck out of here! I don't know how long I'm gonna last, or if I'm ever gonna see you again. But these liberal zombies won't leave me the fuck alone. Oh, I'm gonna murder you! The war's not getting any better, and I'm not getting any more alive. I'm, I might never see you. I love you. Yo, this shit ain't right, cuz. They killed my nigga Linus Banks. I'll miss him so. He was quite a gentleman. Linus was a good man. He didn't deserve this shit. You hurt? I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'ma find out who killed Linus. I'ma get them niggas. You hear me, Banks? No. Remember composure. Oi! What we got up in here, see? Looks like we got ourselves a, what's that, a cry fest or a funeral? Oh, it's Bradley and Cooper. Oi! Yeah, I do be Bradley and me bruv Cooper. Alright, calm down. Are calm you, down. Are you, what the fuck? Yo, what y'all doing up in this shit, man? I want you shut your bloody mouth. Alright, no need for fighting. I just came here paying me respects to your friend. You need to tone it down. Why don't you shut your mouth, Cooper? Look, we're at a funeral. There's a corpse right there. You're darn right there's a corpse and this corpse owes me money, he does. Oh, 
I want you to get the fuck up on out of here. Linus was a good man. I'll beat your ass. I shall phone the police or the authorities. Boy, won't you step up? Your mom's a tad. Oh. Hey there, I'm Scorsese, founder of Martin Saucy Sauce. Martin Saucy Sauce, and I'm Martin Saucy Sauce. I was 45 years old, but a young man. My son, he wanted to play in our backyard. And I told him, son, I don't know how to do that. So that's when I found him, Martin Saw Seesaws. And as I started to do my business of selling seesaws, I met other people who needed seesaws as much as I did. I ate a birthday party for my kid, and I don't know if he's actually mine. But anyway, I needed a, some kind of entertainment for these kids. I got a seesaw from Martin Score Seesaw Saucers. Martin Score Seesaw sells seesaws down by the seashore. And it was the most convenient fucking thing I've ever had in my fucking life. My daughters will thank me for the rest of my life. They kissed my feet. So get on up and come on down to Martin Score Seesaw Seesaws by the seashore. See? And we're back. You're listening to The Name of That Podcast, here with Alton, and I'm here with Eddie. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Eddie. Uh, do you remember how this week was really stressful for the lot of us? Yep. And uh, a lot of crazy things happened, and we've all moved on from that. Yep. Dare I say the healing's begun. Sure. Excellent. But in our absence, you know, we had a, we had a late release with last week's episode with all the healing so uh, we asked a couple of our dear friends to take a moment and record a little bit for us on our behalf, and we throw it on the end of this podcast. They really understood, you know, through all of our healing processes that uh, we didn't really have the time to commit, as we really love to do with our audience here. And, uh, you know, while we're here, let's go ahead and shamelessly plug some stuff going on in our lives. Uh sure. Uh, we got the name of that podcast now up and running on YouTube. Ooh. You can check us out at the name of that podcast on YouTube.com. Ring that bell. Ring the bell so you already know when we have our recordings going up. And you make sure while you're there to subscribe to It's Your Boy. It's Your Boy. And It's Your Boy. We'll be doing unboxings for the light, for the Ladia. Movie reviews. Movie reviews. And Neighborhood Watch. Absolutely. Tons of great content, things what you need. Uh, coming up this Monday and every Monday, I'll be doing open mic night at Sharky's. You can go ahead and check that out. I'm doing stand up comedy. That's been going great. I got to do stand up in a basement. Yeah. Um, other than Sharky's basement, uh, this past weekend, um, <clears throat> I got asked to come do like a gig. I did like 25 minute set. Really? Yeah, it was really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, other, yeah, absolutely. It was fucking. It was awesome. I was dressed as Santa. Other than that, oh, I saw the picture. It was great. Yep. Other than that, on Wednesday there is a stand-up comedy competition. It'll be myself and a bunch of other really funny acts. Oh shit! He- headlined by a Mr. Tim Joyce, whoever that is, we'll find out. A PUBG of hilarity. Absolutely. Um, and if you're interested in coming be- to one of the two workshops, uh, he'll be holding workshops before the stand-up show. If you want to go to one of those two, uh, they start at 12. There's a 12 to 3 and a 3 to 6. You go ahead and check those out. Um, But, yeah, other than that, we'll go ahead and let our friends take it away from here. Thanks, guys. Hello, we're here today on Blue Balls with Eric Erickson. And I'm here with, who are you again? It is me, uh, Dr. Ben Carson. It is good to see you. And we have a hard position to talk about today. Absolutely. Uh, 
The topic is Michael Vick versus John Wick. And what's your position, Mr. Carson, if I may ask you? Well, the first thing I would like to say is uh-huh. that I am very awake right now. Uh-huh. And as it pertains to John Wick uh-huh. and Michael Vick, I do believe that John Wick is something short of a villain, uh-huh. if you do say so. See, because I am a neurosurgeon, and part of my job is taking bullets out of brains, uh-huh. and John Wick makes my job very hard. Well, he didn't murder no dogs. Is he a... Is he an animal hater? Are you an animal hater? Are you a hater? I Are you Bill Hater? I am not a hater of any sort, and I would like to again clarify that I'm very awake right now. John You don't Wick, sound too woke to me. John John Wick, pardon my pardon my uh, stutterations, <laughs> is 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 an evil man. He is he is clearly a picture of the white devil. Oh? Yes. Well, I'm afraid my wick's about burned out hearing that. Well, I'll tell you, Michael Vick is not nearly as abhorrent as one John Wick. The man does not know how to let a grudge go. And take it from me, a man who, when he was younger, may or may not have stabbed his friend. Let me ask you this. I know about not holding a grudge. Listen, let me ask you this. Would you... Not pursue the death of those that wronged you and killed one of your loved ones? He's fucking asleep. Hey! Mm, Yes. Jesus Christ. Mr. President, I do have your Oreos. They're all right here. Oh. But yes, um, your question was... You wouldn't avenge the death of one you love? Absolutely not. I do not have time for that. For my office in the White House is in the White House, and my place uh-huh. is in my office, and my family does not have my job, so I cannot begin to worry myself. With so you condone dog murder? I don't condone John Wick, is what I don't condone. But jo- but dog murder is good? I do think that in targeting Michael Vick, you are forgetting the fundamental principle that us as humans... No, he's fucking asleep again, I think. Do not. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do do not kill each other. It is not right. It is not I'm a neurosurgeon. I Ugh. understand the pathways of the human brain from the things that you see coming into your eyes and out of your ears and back into your mouth as you breathe in your surroundings. I'm just hearing I love to kill dogs. I don't not. <laughs> this has been a rough conversation. It's been a rough conversation, and I do believe that we are here on behalf of the name of that podcast. I don't know. They just stuck a 20 in my pants. I have not an idea, but uh, I was asked if I can uh, not be the next Amorosa, whatever that appears to mean. Uh, I do believe Eddie is the one who left that note for me. Yeah, it says right here, signed. Yes, it, I do believe it says, do not sit in my chair, oh, Ben says, Carson. Oh, and it also says, I love murdering dogs, signed Ben Carson. Well, I did not write that, is what I'll say. I know I did not write it on that paper, however. And there's saliva, like someone fell asleep. 
Well, I, I, I do appreciate you having me on, Eric Erickson. Oh, it's been a pleasure getting nothing done with you. Absolutely, and uh, may may fate bite the ever-living shit out of you as I go back to my office with $5,000 furniture and serve the president unrequited. All right. This has been Blue Balls. And this has been Dr. Ben Carson signing off. Mr. Erickson, what do you say you come back downstairs to my car and I can show you my scalpel collection? For, you know, I am also a neurosurgeon. Are they used? They will be. Uh, I might have to make a hard pass. Well, why don't you come on down? I don't see the harm in it. We can go ahead and uh, make fun of... Is that a dead dog by your car? You're getting stabbed, sir. And we're back. You're still listening to the name of that podcast. And Eddie, look up in the sky. Watch out. It's an enemy stand user. Oh, not me. <laughs> we beat him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Trying to ruin our podcast. Yeah, he had a five meter range, so he was much weaker than both of our one meter range stands. Yeah, we just pummeled his ass. We fucking pummeled him. He got way close. Someone's dead now. He's dead now. He was four meters too close to us. Can't call a stand anymore, bitch. Yeah, more like a flow. More like a lay. <laughs> a good, a cheap lay. Yeah, an enemy lay. That's what we call a hate fucking. This podcast is brought to you by Lay's Potato Chips. Yeah, Lay's Potato Chips for hate-fucking-your-ex-girlfriend. That's right. Fuck that bitch. Use those dusty fingers. Also for hate-fucking-your-ex-boyfriend, because women like chips. That's right. That's right, for the choosy woman on the go. Chips. I have a chip on my shoulder. That's right. What was that commercial I showed you earlier, and it was talking about shoes for the cho- Socialites for the shoes. Oh, where she like, keeps fingering her mouth for Yeah, no she's reason. all like, mm-hmm. I hated it. I don't know. It I don't was making like me that. feel uncomfortable. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm, I love ribs, though. Yeah, she was uh, getting shoes tried on, and the product or whatever the fuck the service was was like Socialites for the choosy woman. <laughs> and I was like, wow, 1970? <laughs> Holy shit. I can't believe marketing had women convinced of these things. It was so crazy. It's crazy that the world was like that because it could have happened to any gender. There was no pushback at the time. Yeah, really. There was no, like, wokeness. (laughs) There were some wokeness, but they died out in the 60s. Like, Martin Luther King Jr. getting assassinated was, like, the end of the road for hippies. They were like, all right, man, we were protesting all through the 60s, getting our ass beat by cops every week, and uh, they killed the Don Dada. Like, they thought – so, like, Martin Luther King was, like, their Obama – you know what I mean? Yeah. If our if our generation's Obama got assassinated, um, we would probably lose all hope, and then the Republicans would take over. <laughs> and that'll be that. <laughs> that'll be that. Ba da ba ba da ba. Curtains. Curtains for you. That's curtains for you, boss. Yeah, we killed them, boss. Now their morale is shot. <laughs> we shot them right in the mouth. Look at them. Fifteen percent of them already went home. Oh no. That's right, boss. They won't be saying much more again. We'll silence them. Yeah, this is about Martin Luther King Jr. being assassinated <laughs> and how 15% of hippie protesters went home that day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. We, we, we made a point. We fucking won racism. 
We did it, guys. Good well, thing we're not tone deaf. <laughs> Good thing we know what's up. The name of that podcast is brought to you by Optical Illusions. <laughs> Magic Eye. That's right. Don't look over here. You're overthinking it. This isn't a rap song. This isn't even a diss track. This is just news. This is just two stoners talking. <laughs> and gawking. That's right. You know that movie Shutter Island? Yep, I Gar- saw it. I haven't seen it. heard it's trash. <laughs> I, I didn't remember hating it. Alright. It was okay. Rorschach's in it. So you're a dog beater. Yeah. Oh. Ben Carson was right about you. I'm Dio. He left a note here that said, Eddie told me not to sit in his chair. But but Eric Erickson Erickson can sit in your chair? It's not in my chair. You're without... Yeah, it's my chair. (laughs) You're at my fucking apartment. So I used to have a roommate... Oh, no, yeah, I had a roommate that hated it when I referred to it as my apartment. as a po- Even though it was both of our apartment, like, he would like for me to have said our apartment. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, hey, bro, we're both bachelors. Miss me with that gay shit. Well? <laughs> well, no, like, my real sentiment was that, like, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> Not that I thought he was like, why don't you refer to us as a couple? I didn't think he was really on that tip. It was just like, hey, man. This is our apartment, but like, <laughs> you could also would you tell would you tell a girl that you're out with, right? Hey, you want to take this back to mine and my roommate's place? Well, <laughs> that's just like <laughs> that's just like not convenient. <laughs> want to bring this to my attic? <laughs> you want to bring this to my cohabitation? You want to take this outside? <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't convenient, so like, nah. <laughs> I just never thought it was a. Uh... Necessary yeah. to say our every single time, our. especially in his presence. That's the only time he'd call me out. Like, really, bro? Would you like to come to our bungalow? Oi, <laughs> you'll listen Australian ASMR. Uh oh, we're gonna say words with me mouth. Bungalow, chicken parmy, Vegemite, Aborigine, Dango, Dango, Wallaby, Sydney, Dooney. Bob's your uncle. Oh. Boomerang. Boomerang. Baby boomerang. Didgeridoo. 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 <laughs> Aborigine. That's my favorite one. That's oh, yeah. been Australian ASMR. Uh, brought to you by the Crocodile Hunter's Ghost. The Crocodile oh. Hunter's Ghost. You can actually find him down at Young Man's Pizzeria on Warren Street. No way. Absolutely. Young Man's Pizzeria is actually a um, a, uh, a conduit for ghostly activity. <laughs> is there a Ouija board in there? Or? No, there's a Luigi board, however. Oh. Hey, hey, young man. Come and get some fucking pizza. Oh, I appreciate you and your lack of credit cards. Young man, your patronage is ever considered and most definitely appreciated. Please use the tip jar. Absolutely. And please do not give me a chip reading credit card machine, <laughs> or I will burst into ghostly flames. My physical presence is only held to this mortal realm without the existence of credit card technology. If you would like to use that ATM, please use the one 
three and a half blocks away. Also, bills only from before 2010. Absolutely. Now, you may be noticing that the back half of the restaurant looks more decrepit. Well, that is because this restaurant was erected in 1952. But we do not feel that way anymore. You can sit wherever you may like. Wherever your ass may feeling it be needing to be sitting, your patronage is definitely appreciated here at Young Man's Pizzeria. Yep, it's a good place. I am a ghost. Help me. My corpse is in the back room. Please set me on fire. Put me in an urn so that my body may escape this hellscape. Fulfill the ritual. Please. The blood sacrifice has been paid 40 years ago when I killed my cousin Luigi. <laughs> yeah, it's a true story. Young man, where are you going? You forgot your pizza. Uh... Please, I can only chase you for three blocks. <laughs> Slow down. Young man, please. My ghostly tail can only flitter so fastly. <laughs> I'm getting weaker. My stand is farther away from me. <laughs> Help me, young man. His stand is Sinatra? <laughs> nah, his stand is called, um, um, goddamn, what's a good Frank Sinatra song? My Way? No, too obvious. Uh, um, I'm going to look at some Frank who Sinatra songs. That's Amore. That's Amore? Nah, that's not good enough. That's what that is. <laughs> um, Frank Sinatra songs. Keep them going. Hey, Jamie, you want to look at Frank Sinatra songs? Uh-huh. Thanks, Jamie. Zoom in. Put your put put your, put your the fist in front of the microphone, Jamie. Enhance. And put your mouth in front of your fist. That's where you want to be at, Jamie, okay? I'll punch it. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, we got Fly Me to the Moon. New uh -huh. York, New York. Hey, that's all right um, for that. Love and Marriage. <laughs> Love and Marriage is a good one. Or Summer Wind. Yep. Or uh, Impanima. I don't know that, I think. The girl from Impanima. Um, yeah. So I think uh, top candidates for a Frank Sinatra-inspired stand is Love and Marriage. So, yeah. Vinny <laughs> it's a dual stand. Yeah, Vinny's stand is Love and Marriage. Yeah. Oh, you know what that, you know that kind of reminds me of? What? You ever seen the movie Monster House? Yeah. It's the plot for Monster House. Oh, shit. His wife is the pizza shop. Okay. Yeah. And he's, yep, yep, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. His cousin Luigi was sleeping with his wife. But he's a ghost. Yeah, and she's, like, cemented in the fucking basement of the pizza shop. That's why he can't leave, because his ghost is trapped there. Oh. Yeah. If he dies, though, the, the, the pizza shop comes to life, and it can leave three blocks. <laughs> so, uh, the ritual, like, he has to be put to rest correctly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he's also a really powerful stand user. Of course. He's, it's love and marriage, you know what I mean? His love is like keeping the fucking place together. It's so symbolic. I should write for JoJo's. There you go. I should write for JoJo's. Or what? Tell Iraqi about it. That's the artist's name. Oh, Iraqi? I thought everybody was calling him Rocky. I'm like, what a cool name. Oh, I thought it was Rocky. That's cool. I don't know his name. I could be wrong. You're probably not. <laughs> Did you know Frank Sinatra looked like Julian Assange before he died? <laughs> No. Oh, great. I got to pull up Google Chrome again. Hey, Jamie, could you look up uh, Frank Sinatra old? Oh. <laughs> Do you deep fake him? He looks like Julian Assange at his old age. Let me see if I can find him with his beard. Um, We're going to look at Jamie. Look him up with the beard. Look in beard. Beard. Look in beard. Jamie, type in beard. <laughs> Enhance. Hold on, Jamie. Jamie, what are you doing? Jamie, I'm going to fire you. So anyway, you know, I usually just talk over this. Oh, that's the coffee. Coffee. That's great. Where's fucking Frank Sinatra Sr.? I swear, I was watching this old documentary on YouTube, 
and it uh because frank sinatra lived like a really secret life toward the end of it sure and uh he li- he was off in seclusion and they had like this picture with him and they did like one last interview with him that was the last time anybody like did like a major piece on him while he was still alive Ah, oh, that's smoke. That's Quincy Jones. It's not even close. It's the opposite. Look at of all Frank these Sinatra. faces of death here. They were scrolling through for some reason. Quincy Jones is alive. Casey Jones. Frank Sinatra. Old Jamie. Jesus Christ. It's taking forever. My God, Jamie, get your shit together. Eighty-two years. Oh my God. Let's see if Wikipedia has another picture of him. This is the last try, guys. But anyway. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> That's just a headstone. He looks like fucking uh, the Goblin King there. Anyway, just David like, Bowie. Oh yeah, he does. Look at him. Yeah, he looks like a better Goblin King than David Bowie. Honestly, <laughs> he could play Johnny Cage in the new Mortal Kombat movies. Oh wait. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna call it. Um, hey, it's been a great episode. I think it's been good. Hate to jerk ourselves off here, <laughs> but I think we did another great one for the books. One take, really. Uh, you guys would be like stressing yourselves out over post production and all this crazy shit. Not us. Sponsors just come to us, man. Ebony and Ivory, we're stand users. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna close you out with some fucking outro music, mm. and make sure you stay tuned for our creditor forget it segment. Eddie, tell them where you can find yourself. Uh. At work. You can find Eddie at work because it's likely all who's listening. My mom subscribed and she rang the bell. I saw. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So, yeah, there, there we got doing that. Uh, and you can find me at work and you can also find me on social media, probably on your friends list already. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Instagrammerstar because that's my favorite handle. All right. That's been the name of that podcast. Keep it real. that funky track dj cummerbund play that funky music rammstein
hey, this has been the name of that podcast, and this is Credit or Forget It. Thank you to Brett Kavanaugh's calendars. And collectibles. Thank you to both Ben Carson and Eric Erickson for that lovely segment on dog debates. Yeah, it was great. It was enlightening. Absolutely. Thank you very much, um, the History Channel and Banks and Barkley, for another riveting episode. We'll see mm-hmm. how that shapes out. Who knew the lore was so deep? <laughs> Have a great day.